This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies. From healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution, Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. As with any investment, capital is at risk. Hello, my name is John Schaefer and welcome to The Wealth Show from CityWire. I'm here today with Araminta Emery, Associate Wealth Planner at Casanova Capital, to speak about her slightly unconventional route into the industry. Araminta, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So prior to wealth management, you were a dentist for the RAF. And what first drew you to that career? I think it goes back to when I was about 15 years old. Um, I like to have a plan. I like to have forecasts. um, And my life is no different. Uh, So when I was finishing up my GCSEs and was looking for A-level subjects, I was then thinking, well, actually, I need to choose something that I enjoy and I'm good at to then take forward uh, further on in life. So I then thought, well, am I going to go to university or not? Um, And then maybe that would dictate my path. Then thought, if I want to go to university, um, let's make it worthwhile. Um, from a security point of view, I wanted to, if I was going to do a course at university, it would have been something that was going to pretty much 100% guarantee mm. a job at the end of it. So that would have been something like law, medicine, dentistry, architecture. The classic things that your parents want you to do. Oh, correct. Yeah, <laughs> I think they were a little bit surprised about the dental route. There is no history in our family. Yeah. But it was more of a process of elimination. Why dentistry over, over medicine, for example? Um, those are the two most commonly... Um, compared degrees, they were both five years at university. And I think at that point, being quite young and naive, when I was 16, I probably thought that actually being a doctor was probably just going to be a GP. Um, And so that didn't really float my boat. So I thought, okay, well, how about dentistry? So did a lot of work experience throughout sixth form um, and then before applying to university to see if it was something that I wanted to do. Um, I like the autonomy. When we came out of university as well, we were qualified. So we do have a probation year, mm. but you are qualified, unlike the doctors who have to do foundation one, two, and years of postgraduate training as well. Yeah. So I like the fact that I would have a role, um, be autonomous, be a subject matter expert, but it was once I've done it at university, that was it for the official training. And so why the RAF? That seems slightly unusual in terms of a route. So I'm fifth generation military, in our family. Um, there was absolutely no pressure from my parents at all, uh, which some people seem to think a bit of a misconception. However, um, I like the fact that I like to have a lot of things going on at once, saying talk about the control thing, but I like having options and variety. And actually, I think doing any job, if you're doing the same, same thing day in, day out, it can become quite monotonous and quite dull and you kind of lose the love for it. So I looked at the military as an option. I was originally looking at the army because that's where everyone in our family has been. Um, Sort of a bit of a family joke at the time. I was a bit of a disappointment when I came out a girl uh, because the family regiment at this point was the light infantry. At that point was men only. So that was chalked up to a loss by my father. So I then looked at the Royal Air Force. Um, So it was just something different as well. I didn't want to completely conform to the family style, but the military was something that was safe, I knew, um, and it's an amazing lifestyle. Right. And perhaps what are the horror stories of, of that experience? Were there any, any, any real gruesome jobs that you had to do during your time there? Uh, gruesome? 
Oh, there's the usual stuff about draining abscesses, but this is probably not the forum for that. Um, I think the things that probably stick in my mind um, was actually my foundation year, so my first year post-qualified. We do a lot of um, work with the other services as well, so Army and Royal Navy. Um, and I was given the opportunity to do root canal on one of the um, Army's attack dogs. So right. big, imagine sort of, it was Bel Belgian Malinois, so they look a bit like Alsatians. Big, angry dog. The vet said apparently he had toothache. Um, I don't know how you diagnose it, but the vet did the diagnosis. Um, and vets are not allowed to do dentistry on animals. It's a separate qualification. Whereas apparently there are no limits with a human doing dentistry on an animal. Right. So I got called along one Friday afternoon and, and got dog, on with it. Dog was sedated. Oh, and, definitely. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. But it was, it was fascinating. Did a bit of reading up beforehand, but actually it's... It's, fairly, it's a very similar process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do remember getting asked afterwards, you know, for a photo opportunity. Minty, can you bend down next to him and take a photo? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> he will smell that I'm the one who's probably now given him a bit of post-op pain. Yeah, so. <laughs> fair enough. And, and, and why move away from, from that career? Why move away from the RAF for that, that lifestyle? It's, uh, you, I suppose, maybe felt a bit institutionalised by it. I mean, <laughs> Um, so actually that decision was taken out of my hands in terms of leaving the Royal Air Force. So when you sign up as a doctor or a dentist across all three services, you only get signed up for six or seven years. Um, and then you will essentially compete for a conversion. It's called conversion of a commission, so to have your contract extended. Um, I was just in the unfortunate cohort that due to cost-saving measures, um, the military got rid of quite a lot of their doctors and dentists in one go. Um, so that decision to leave the Air Force was taken out of my hands. Um, so I probably okay. would still be there if that hadn't happened. Sure. But it was a great opportunity. To and, and why not continue at a, a, either in the NHS or at private practice? I love the variety of the dentistry working within the military, whereas outside, I've got a lot of friends who I went to university with who all work outside. And I'm sure you've seen all the horror stories at the moment about NHS dentistry is quite a broken system and there are a lot of improvements that need to be made there um, and then to, I think really cut it as a private dentist you have to be really really passionate about it I wasn't okay. there so I thought well actually at this point I was 30 when I left I was like 40 years let's face it we're all going to be working until we're much older 40 years is a really long time to be stuck in a job you don't like so there are plenty of opportunities at the military give you um, and funding to help retrain. So it was really now or never. Right, and so did you hear about wealth management via people in the military at the time? Is that how? Yes, so we, a lot of the big um, industry leaders or asset managers um, often run internships for ex-military personnel. Mm. And I knew a friend of a friend who was on the Schroeder's uh, ex-military internship and I was put in touch with him and said, we're having a, an open day, come along, um, be great to see you there. So I went along with uh, a group of friends, actually. Also, quite funnily, my husband as well, um, because he was leaving at the same time as me. Okay. Um, we went to the open day together. We sort of arrived together and I said, you and me are competing against the same job, so this is war. <laughs> Literally walked in together, sat at opposite ends of the room, um, and then left together. 
but you know we were competing so went to the insight day found a lot more about the industry what asset management is compared to what wealth management is yeah. um, and then yeah we were given the opportunity to apply for one of three roles and the wealth management uh, role it was a six-month internship at Casanova uh, gave it a go and was very fortunate enough to be selected so then I assume Schroders was running a kind of asset management in- internship as well as a wealth management internship yes. at the same time I mean what drew you to wealth management over asset management? I think it was more working on an individual basis, one-to-one. It was something obviously I had enjoyed with the dentistry, um, having your patient, you know, teeth aside, it was still managing people and helping them on a one-to-one basis. So I think I wanted a bit more of that relationship rather than worrying about an institutional relationship. Um, I also like working with a smaller team. Um, you know, our team, we all know each other inside out, which is great. Um, so I wanted to work for not too big a firm, but sort of a bit like the Goldilocks theory, you yeah, know, just about right. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And what, what kind of skills do you think have transferred over from your experience as a dentist in the military over to wealth management? Um, I think the communication skills are the first and foremost. I think to be a success in this industry, you have to have people skills first and foremost. If you can't talk to people and find out their objectives and do a deep dive on their concerns and worries not necessarily going to be able to really help them. Uh, So it was the communication skills, I think, was the main thing. A lot of planning. Um, You know, in the military, you are bouncing ideas around and some might throw you a curveball and it's very much your problem. You've got half an hour to solve it. You do have a support team with you. Um, But I did like that. Um, In terms of the dentistry side of things, it's a very similar crossover, I think, between financial planning and dentistry. And it sounds odd to say that but if you break it down you know dentistry a patient comes to you with a problem you then do a thorough look around their mouth find said problem probably find four or five other problems that they weren't aware that they were had tell them what the problem is come up with a treatment plan execute the treatment plan and review in a year and actually it was when I was writing my CV um, to apply for the internship that made me realize actually it's quite similar to the wealth management industry. Client comes to you with, I've inherited X, Y, and Z, or I've just lost my job and I'm concerned about A, B, and C. And you then do a deep dive on that, find out what the problem is, come up with a plan to try and solve it, review in a year. So actually quite an uncanny crossover. Yes, that problem solving and that fact find seems Mm. to be, yeah, very much transferable. Um, And what do you think about other people looking at a career in wealth management. I mean, do you think it's preferable to for people to have maybe another career beforehand? Do you think it it helps to potentially empathise with clients in a bit of a better way? I can see both sides of it. I was thinking about um, this on my way here and looking at the team that I work with, all incredibly experienced um, across the board, across different roles. Where you've got the administration, the power planners, the associates, the planners, and the directors. A lot of our team have all done something else beforehand. Um, my team used to work in financial services, so we had some people who used to work in call centres or would work for one of the big institutions um, and then work their way and narrowed it down. And I think it, it does make a, make a difference, but it certainly helps rather than... I think it was with any career, though. If you're doing the same thing from age 18 to when you retire at 65, if you're only going down one road, you don't know anything else Mm. and you can't 
bring experiences in, whereas actually it certainly helped me. So I know that it can be quite scary speaking to people on one-on-one, -on -one. but I know that because I've already had one career in that, that's that box ticked. So it means that now for me to be a successful financial planner in the future, it's more the technical stuff that I need to work on, but I've got that comfort that I know I've got one bit nipped already. Yeah, good stuff. And do you think you can interact with healthcare professionals a bit better because of your, your background or, or even military professionals? Do you, have you found that in your interactions or does it not really matter that much? Um, I think the military side, it's very much a massive family. So if you discover, you've never met this person before, but if you discover that you've got some common ground, even if they were in for five minutes 40 years ago, you, you, know, you can drop that in and then automatically it's almost like you've got the social acceptance. They're like, okay, I know what you're, I know what you're like, I know what I'm dealing with. That, that's it, it's a safe space. Um, so that helps. Mm. Um, and then also with the medical side, I haven't come across many dentists yet. Um, however, it is, it's the social proof that actually if you're talking about you know, pension schemes or what their specialism is, yes. or even when it comes to looking at life cover and you're talking about medical conditions, I've probably got a better knowledge of these medical conditions when you're asking them their questions. Um, yeah. So that, that has certainly helped as well. Yeah, of course. And I, 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 for financial planning, especially for older people, that the medical condition thing is going to be pretty top of mind yeah. in, in terms of your financial planning. Okay, um, great stuff. Well, well Araminta, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you very much. This CityWire podcast is sponsored by Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. Scottish Mortgage invests in some of the world's most promising and exceptional companies. From healthcare breakthroughs to electric vehicles to a green energy revolution, Scottish Mortgage takes stakes in businesses shaping our future economy and society. As with any investment, capital is at risk.